<laughs> All right, here we go. Are you ready, sir? Big Reggie in the booth there. Uh, no sandwich today, huh? All right, interesting. You, I, I noticed over the last several months, sometimes, I mean, before you used to always have the submarine sandwich, and now cutting back, eating at a different time. Oh, look at you. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Soup. Huh. Wow. Not even a different kind of sub, a whole different kind of food, a soup. Okay, just be careful with a soup. You know, you're sitting by the board there. You should not eat that right in front of the, you know, I'm surprised they even let you do that. Yeah, I would think twice about the soup choice. You know, if you got some lettuce or salami on the board with the knobs, that's not so bad. But, you know, any kind of liquid is not good. So be careful. Oh, Reggie, Reggie, Reggie. Anyway, you ready? Write it down in the book here. Episode 270, 270. And I will give you the uh, countdown and I'll give you the... I'll give you the three S's, then I'll give you the countdown, you give me the music, and I'll give you a podcast. All right? Okay. And you be careful with that soup. <laughs> okay. Ready? All right. Three S's. Star, smile, strong. Okay. Here we go. I gave you the, we, right? 270? You got that in the book? All right. Here we go. <clears throat> Ready to go. Here we go. Three, two, one. Hey, it's Elton Jim Toronto, and this is Captain Podtastic. And welcome to another episode of Elton Jim's Captain Podtastic. Every Monday, a new episode is posted at WGNRadio.com or wherever you go to find your favorite podcast. We are there. And don't forget to subscribe and rate this podcast if you are on one of those other formats. But most of all, just listening doesn't cut it for Elton Jim's Captain Podtastic podcast listeners. No, no. You have the added and fun responsibility of spreading the word, letting your friends and your family or anybody else that you know that listens to podcasts Letting them know that this is your favorite podcast, and they need to listen too. So send them a link, send them a message, and tell them to get on the stick. Your loyalty and devotion is much, much, much appreciated, and so is that little extra. If you like what you hear, don't forget, at WGNRadio.com, you go to the podcast section, go to the prompt for this podcast, and you will find... Hopefully, all previous podcasts we've been doing for over the last five years. And I believe in that vault, there should be 269 previous episodes. My gosh, there's podcasts stacked everywhere in there. And after this, we'll be sneaking one more in there. We'll be sneaking in this one. Number 270. So, um, I've been looking around, observing the cultural landscape, and I was determining that I would, I might have to make a decision that I have been 
very hesitant to do, been putting off for a long time, and really have has have dreaded. But I, I think well now I don't even know if I have a choice, and I'll I'll get it I'll get into that. At first I thought this was still going to be my choice, but I still might have to make this difficult decision. And it wasn't easy, and I have been laboring over it. And in fact, I'm still, um, I still haven't acted on it, which is not like me. I usually, when I make a decision, I usually get to it. There might be some deliberation, but it's usually not an extended. I don't labor over things. I, if I, if there's a decision that needs to be made, I will assess all the different uh, details of it, the options involved. Um, I will weigh the pros and cons, the realities of the situation, um, assess the possible outcomes of taking each option, and to the best of my ability to forecast based on all that information and those summaries and those uh, extrapolations, if you will, I make a decision, and I usually act quickly and decisively. But this has been a very difficult decision to um, to make, and I guess to not just make, but to admit to. Um, and so, I, like I said, I have been kind of dragging my feet on this, even though in the back of my mind, I knew it was always inevitable. It was not a question of if, it was just a question of when. But I had hoped that the when would be a little farther down the road. But it seems as if the when is right in my face, and and now it's not even my choice anymore. You know, you always like to make, uh, when you make a decision, you like to make it, you make, like to make it because... Uh, you decided it's time, not because someone else decided for you, right? I mean, that's what we always like to do, be a few steps ahead of the game. We like to feel as <laughs> as naive as it is that we have some control over our lives. As I've talked about many times before, sadly, folks, uh, our lives are so random. The things that happen to us are so random our lives, for the most part, are really out of our control. We can help steer and guide some ways, but we can't uh, we can't completely dictate what happens. We can certainly adapt and still get some of our original hopes and dreams and plans within them. But a lot of times there are a few little concessions or consolations or detours that we make to get there. So we're not always completely in control. Life is fragile. Life is random. Now, some people, I understand, some people do believe there is a grand plan, that there is some cosmic force in the universe that is, that is guiding all of us, and even in many cases, individually. And that's your choice. Uh, but I really do feel that on a daily basis, our life is so random. We can, you know, And you know me. If you've listened to me with any kind of regularity, you know I make lists. I love to make lists. And I make a list for every day of the week. And I still do this. I I started doing this many years ago, especially in the when I got into the workplace. I would make a list just to make sure that I that nothing fell through the cracks, what I needed to get done uh, you know, that day. 
I made sure I made the list and it, and it just, uh, and, and, and it worked. And so, uh, I got my day's work done. I got, I met my deadlines. I've always been in kind of a deadline, uh, uh, heavy kind of career, whether it was in journalism or radio, whatever it was. Um, I've always, it's, uh, you know, you've, you've got a certain time. Some things are due. They have to be done. Um, and, um, and so I always had those lists and then that spilled over into my, my private life as well. And it's also been very helpful to keep my life very orderly and on track and to make these decisions that I'm telling you about, and also to make sure that uh, things get done. Our lives are filled with so many details and so many little things. You don't realize in the, in the course of a day how many things you do, how many decisions you make. If you have to write them all down, uh, you know, even in a day that seems uneventful, you've done quite a few things. You know, even if it's making a few errands, okay, you still had to go to those places and do those things. So I like to write my list down. I usually write them down on a, a little, like a, you know, a post-it note, a little post-it note, a little square. So I write kind of small. <laughs> and, uh, and I write all the things down I need to do. And I, as I said, I love to scratch those out. Oh, nothing better than scratching off a list. And then at the end of the day, looking at all those scratch marks, Oh, it's fantastic. I used to make check marks, but those aren't as satisfying. No, no, I go for the the complete scratch off. I take the pen and and wipe it through that whatever that little check that list is there, whatever that that little thing is on the list, that specific task. Oh, I scratch it out. So at the end of the day, it is there are several scratch marks and they are all heavily scratched out. It, it, oh, the pleasure derived from a, from a good scratch off of a of a task on your list. Oh, oh! <laughs> but um, so uh, you know that 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 it, that is part of, and even that you know is kind of. I make these lists right, and for the most part, thankfully, you know, there's not a lot of monkey wrenches, not a lot of bad things happening. And so I am able to cross, cross those off. But sometimes, you know, you, you, have, you, you start the day off and you think, this is what my day is going to be like. You know, how many times has that happened to you? This is what my day is going to be like. Uh, you know, Tuesday I awake and here's the things I need to do. Or this I have a, you, you see, every day we wake up with a general idea of what we're going to do that day. Even if you're not as anal retentive as I am, where you write it down. Because when I wake up, then I look at my list. Okay, here's what, here's what needs to be done today. Many people can do this mentally, or now you use your, your smartphone, which gets into the main topic today. A little foreshadowing, a little hint of what I'm going to eventually talk about. Um, so we all have an idea when we wake up in the morning what we're going to do today. We have our regular routine of things that maybe we do every day, and then there's those little extra things that, oh, on Tuesday I need to get a haircut, on Tuesday I need to do this, or whatever it is, and Wednesday, blah, blah, blah. But even that, you know, you wake up with the expectations of it's going to be just a, a regular day of these tasks that I need to do. And then something happens completely out of the blue, out of your control, completely unexpected. Hopefully it's nothing bad, but sometimes, you know, you never know. 
and it doesn't and that list just sits there and you and you say to yourself afterwards wow uh, when this, whatever this happened that came out of the blue, that was unexpected, whether it's good or bad, you realize, you know what? I really have very little control over what happens to me. Um, we make decisions in our life, which certainly lead us on a path, but on a day-to-day basis, it, it, it you know, you know, not to be morbid or anything, but you know, you can step as soon as you step out of your house, something can happen, or maybe something you in your house, you never know. So it is kind of arrogant and naive of us to even, or even in my case, to make this list, to think that I have such control over what I do all day and what will, and the world around me, at least in my little bubble here, that, uh, that I will be able to, uh, to do all these tasks on that list without anything, uh, coming in the way and, uh, stopping me. Or preventing me from doing those. It is kind of arrogant. It is kind of naive. But that's the way we live each day. Because if we if we succumb to the randomness of our lives, I don't think we get out of bed every day. Because you'd be afraid to get out of bed. Thing like what what's going to happen to me today? So we we live our lives, thankfully, logically, with the assumption that we do have control, and then we also many people have this other feeling that even, you know, which is an interesting dichotomy because we feel that we are in charge of our lives, right? Even in today's world, you know, my, my body, my choice, right? That's the big phrase now with the COVID shots. Um, so we like to think that we have com- complete control of our lives. And many people that, that do believe that at the same time, they also believe, especially in times of desperation, when, if they're praying, that there is something or someone or some, I don't know what it is, that is going to intercede. So on one level, we think I'm controlling my life and I make decisions for me and my family. And yet, that's what's so great about our brain. What's that, that's so mysterious about our brain. Those same people that feel that they are completely in charge of their own life also, many times, as I said, in desperation, also believe while they think they're making all their decisions, they also believe simultaneously that there's some other force that is paving the way for them. And I've never understood that. How do you, how do you reconcile that? You either, in my view, if you believe in this force that's guiding you and that can intercede and help you at times... Right when you pray, if you believe in that, whether it's God or whatever you think, the universe is is you know how many times that, that's the thing. You know, a lot of people don't use the term God anymore. Uh, they will say the universe, you know, made this happen. So they're they're still they're still uh, you know admitting to some kind of a of a uh, third party force that is having an impact on them. Mostly it's positive. When something good, it's always the universe is offering this to them. If it's something bad, then it isn't. I don't know. Once again, that's, that's the other side of our brain. The, the, I would love to really know what goes on in our brain because it, it really, when you think about how, how uh, illogic, we are, we are logically illogical. <laughs> we are able to justify and rationalize 
completely different ideas in our minds. That com- ideas and thoughts and notions that completely conflict, and yet somehow in our minds individually, they reside and they make sense. We are logically illogical. <laughs> um, so I've always wondered. I've always wondered how that now that. How, how people do they even realize that those two those two notions don't they don't complement one another you're either in charge and you're making the decisions and you're responsible for those things and what happens to you or you believe that there is a higher power of some sort that is running not only the whole show on earth, but also amazingly, you know, responsible for 8 billion individual lives. It's quite a feat. Um, and what happens to those individual lives every day is the belief, right? Or whenever you need that force, because you say, hey, you know, I, I prayed or I spoke to that force and they helped me. And of course, when they didn't and, and, the, and the, the, the solution didn't come out to the way you want it, well, then you also, because you feel helpless in that, that case, even though on one side of your life you believe that you are running and making all your decisions, but then when something catastrophic happens to you that is out of your control, then uh, then it's and then it's the plan there's some grand plan so it's really interesting the way our minds work we somehow we somehow reconcile even though those to me are are, are conflicting philosophies for many people despite those conflicting uh, goals of each one and those those founding principles of each one they still find a way to to reconcile them that's fine um, but, uh, but yeah, so the lists anyway, the randomness of this, and I don't, I mean, I'm just kind of off on my little tangents, but oh, I'll come back. I'll come back. I'll come back because the randomness of this is, I like to think that I was going to make this decision for myself. I was thinking about it and suddenly this is my point. I knew I'd get to my point. <laughs> I had been thinking about this particular decision for a while. And then suddenly, out of my control, something else made it for me. So we can have the best plans, detailed plans, have it all set for a certain time, and then, you know what, within an instant, something happens out of our our direct control, which lays all those plans irrelevant and we need to adapt and start to make a new one. (laughs) So now I hope I've at least piqued your interest out of this first 20 minutes or so to say, what kind of decision? Jim, this this sounds like a pretty heavy decision. I mean, what's going on here? What have you been contemplating and what are you disappointed in? I mean, wow, this is... This is some really heavy stuff, and it is. And I'll be honest with you, it is. And and so, once again, I've always tried to be very upfront and honest with you, and so I feel the need to share this with you just as much as anything else I share, whether my, you know, my my views or 
uh, my perspectives on, on serious things or frivolous things. I've always been honest with you. And so I have to be honest with you here and, and, um, and admit this decision, which is not easy, but hey, it's a part of life, right? You have to, you have to face these things, whether you want to or not. And so much to my surprise, let's see, I received this letter. Um, well, let's see. Yeah, about, uh, yeah, well, now, I mean, I'm surprised. I mean, this is what the letter's dated, so I probably got it a week later. So for me, not to have made a decision on this is, is as I said to you before, I've, I've, been, I've been somewhat hesitant, but I'm going to have to own up to it. Uh I got this letter on June 23rd, so you know it's over a month now, and I think I'm 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 going and within the next. I'm, I think I'm I'm going to have to uh, just deal with it and and move forward. Important legal notice. Okay, now that's scary, right? If you open up a letter that says important legal notice regarding. You almost don't want to read. You don't. You almost want to read on. (laughs) Regarding the retirement, retirement is not ever a good thing either, right? I mean, in some cases it is, but you know, depending on what your thought is. Important legal notice regarding the retirement of the. And here's where. It was like a, 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 a lightning bolt. Important legal notice regarding the retirement of the Sprint CDMA network on or about January 1st, 2022. You know what that means, folks? Well, according to this letter from T-Mobile, means that T-Mobile, which recently uh, bought Sprint, the phone service, which is the phone service that I have for my, 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 my cell phone, my beloved flip phone, my cool pad flip phone. That's the name of the actual brand or the name of the phone. Cool pad. Cool pad for a cool guy. You may remember a couple of years ago, I got my cool pad because uh, I left my other flip phone on top of my car. <laughs> As I was doing something else, I put it on, on the hood of my car on the top, not on the hood by the engine, but the, you know, the, the roof of the car, I guess, right? The hood is by the engine and the roof is the top of your car, right? So I put my, my cell phone, I was doing something else and just to get it out of my hands quickly, I put it on the roof of the car. I'd forgotten about it. Uh, I drove away. It fell off, obviously, pretty much right when I pulled out of my driveway and onto the street. I didn't, um, I didn't know or remember that, or I didn't even know that I didn't have my phone with me until I got to my destination. I mean, I will always remember this so clearly about the day that my my cell phone died. You know how you know how you know. 
<laughs> in American Pie, the day the music died. I know the day myself, my my uh, my my original flip phone died. Uh, it was uh, the Ringo Starr show at Ravinia. I believe it was twenty summer of twenty nineteen. I think it was twenty nineteen. No, it was probably twenty eighteen. Yeah, it was probably twenty eighteen. Now that I think about it, yeah. I guess I didn't remember it that well. No, yeah, it wasn't last year. It was the year before. And um, I didn't know until I got to Ravinia that I'm like, I'm getting out of the car. And I'm like, where's my phone? And then I'm like, oh, my God. And we called it. My phone, you know, my, my wife has her own smartphone. And she called my number. And it wasn't ringing. So it's not in the car. And I retraced my steps. And I said, you know what? I think I left it. And we came home that night after the concert. And I looked in the driveway, and it wasn't in the driveway. I looked in the garage. It wasn't in the garage. And then I had the, the smart idea. You know, I don't watch Columbo reruns for nothing, folks. I went out into the street, and there I saw remnants of my cell phone, like from an episode of CSI. I mean, it was just splattered all over the place. So clearly the phone fell off my, my roof, and it may have been alive for a while, because initially I did call it, and it did pick up my uh, my 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 voicemail. But then, as uh, but then, cars one car must have just run over it, and that's what killed it. <laughs> but I did find the pieces, and I still do have the pieces in a plastic bag of that original cell phone. And then I bought my cool pad. Well, it seems as if the um, the lifespan of my cool pad of my cell phone, of my flip phone, uh, may be coming to an end on or about January 1st, 2022. Because according to this letter from T-Mobile, in an effort to upgrade their overall service to 5G and have this, this super powerful 5G service, the network that my flip phone is on right now, the Sprint, network that my flip phone uh, is on is going to be shut down for good and my flip phone obviously does not have the capabilities to go to the 5g network of a smartphone and so basically what they're saying is that we're going to be shutting down this network in order to upgrade to a bigger better network and so if you have a CDMA-dependent device, which I, I do, you'll continue to have service until the end of the year. You'll be receiving some exciting offers and deals to make this transition easier. But, and now here's another thing. When you get one of these letters, you always have to, you always have to look at it. You always have to, they, they always boldface the most important things. <laughs> So actually, before this paragraph, it says, the bold-faced part says, uh, as a valued customer, we are providing you formal notice that T-Mobile is retiring Sprint CDMA network as of January 1, 2022. That was, that was bold-faced, folks. And that was the stake to the heart. Because... It means that I'm going to have to give up my cool pad flip phone. I don't think, I wonder if this is the end of flip phones in general. 
I mean, they're almost pretty much gone anyway, right? Now, they're always, I, but the other side of the coin is they have those burner phones, right? Which are flip phones, aren't they, for the most part? Those burner phones, every time I watch a show about drug dealers or spies or something where people are doing nefarious things, they always have burner phones that they use and throw out. Aren't those flip phones? So maybe I, in fact, now as I, I'm thinking about this in front. You're hearing, you're hearing my thoughts in my head as they're happening. Uh, I was, I was ready to tell you that I may have to give in and give up my flip phone and get a smartphone for the first time. But now I'm thinking, as I just think about it, as I'm talking out loud here, maybe there's a a, a, a flip phone that is capable of getting five G. Maybe there is. Maybe there isn't. But I do think ultimately it's it's time for me to not time for me to fly in the words of <laughs> REO Speedwagon. Um maybe it's time for my flip phone to fly. Some good alliteration there. But um yeah, so it says here the second paragraph goes on about the the exciting five G network, but also another uh another bold faced uh, sentence in here. Uh, they're going to give me great deals to make this transition easier, but you'll need to upgrade your device no later than the end of 2021 to continue getting service, including the ability to make 911 calls depending on your location. So this letter basically says, you know, um, you're going to have to forego the, f- the flip phone. Now, I like my flip phone. I've said this many times. I'm, I've taken a lot of ridicule from this. Some of my friends have been angry at me. Oh, just get a phone already. Come on. What are you doing? I understand there, is a, there are a lot of apps and a lot of uh, you know, applications and uses that make life a thousand times easier. I get it. Um, but I'm also not, I'm not dependent on the phone as some people are. I don't, I don't read it or, or scroll on it to pass the time. If I'm bored, I, I read a magazine. I'm still old school. I don't, I, I don't, I just don't do that. I mean, I have a computer. I don't sit on the computer all day and just scroll and, and read that. It's just not my thing. I don't, I use social media sparingly mostly facebook i don't use twitter i don't use instagram so i'm not posting and i'm not you know i have my computer my laptop for my emails uh i'm not a big texter to begin with uh my fingers are a little too big i always hit 17 different numbers so as i said many times my texts are usually yes okay or no (laughs) as few letters as possible but I have to be honest, what was so interesting about getting this letter and, and sort of getting this official, oh, get on with it. I mean, my, fan, my friends have been you know, yelling at me and, and pressuring me to get a, a smartphone. Oh, just get one. And I've resisted part out of the fact that, once again, I, I don't need to spend the money on it, uh, you know, several hundred dollars on it, and, because I, I'm not going to use it. I'm not going to sit there. It's not going to be. It's not going to be tied to my hip. 
That's just not. It's just not what I do. And I and I and actually, I hope it isn't. I hope that if I do get one, I most likely will. I hope that I don't become a slave to it. I don't want to be a slave to it. Right now, uh, when I'm in my house relaxing, if we're in the other room watching television, I do not have my phone with me. You know, on the on the table next to me, my phone is in the kitchen in this drawer where all my stuff is, where I go on a daily basis, where my daily planner is. I have a drawer that has my iPod in it and my daily planner and the my brush <laughs> and my sunglasses and my flip phone. And so my flip phone is in a drawer. Half the time, if it rings at night, I don't even hear it. I'll wake up the next morning and I'll say, oh, I got a call. And that happens sparingly. I just, I, I, you know, for whatever it is, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't have a big, uh, you know, cadre of friends, I guess. I don't know. I'm not that social. I don't know what it is. But I, I know that I'm not, I'm, not, uh, I'm not texting 24 hours a day to someone. You know, once again, you know, with my wife and I, you know, we don't have, we didn't, we don't have kids. We don't, so, so, you know, we, I understand if you're a parent, you got, uh, you, when, when the, when the smartphone first came out, it was a, it was a great, uh, you know, device because you can keep tabs on your kids when they're going out, send them a message. Where are they? What's going on? I get it. So you got indoctrinated perhaps into the use of the cell phone, into the use of texting for a very legit, legitimate reason. And then as time went on, more applications, more, uh, you know, options came out and it was a natural progression. I understand that, but I didn't have that. So I didn't have that initial need to be texting anyone. If I needed to text anybody, it was my wife who was sitting right next to me. Or I called people. I like talking on the phone. I, I don't like texting. I like to talk to somebody because it you know you 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 your the text conversations go on much longer and it take it's longer to draw the real um the real information you want out of somebody back and forth when you can just ask them get right to the point go right to the source and ask the horse he'll give you the answer that you endorse he's always on a steady course you remember that song? It says, talk to Mr. Ed, not text to Mr. Ed, right? Today, if there was a Mr. Ed show, it might be that. But it's the, the song was, go right to the source and ask the horse. He'll give you the answer that you endorse. He's always on a steady course. Talk to Mr. Ed. So I follow the Mr. Ed philosophy. I don't text to Mr. Ed. I talk to Mr. Ed. But I don't even talk on the phone all that much. So anyway. However, um, I was beginning to think it might be time. Not because I was missing out on anything. But once again, it was more of a, uh, a necessity. Because let's face it, in today's world, those of you who are... who who liberally use your, your, your smartphone, um, you might not even realize it because it's, it's ubiquitous now, right? I mean, everybody has a cell phone, and, and our world is predicated on, and, uh, on everybody having one. And so many things today 
uh, are available only through your smartphone. And the assumption is, well, that's because everyone has one. Well, that's not the case. In my case, I might be the last you know, flip phone holdout. I don't even know. But uh, over the last several months, especially since the, the COVID testing and then the COVID vaccines, um, and, 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 and where we're at now, we're going to go back. It sounds like we're going to, you know, with this Delta virus is, uh, you know, once again, listen to some past uh, podcast folks. Like I always say, go listen to some previous ones so you know where I'm talking about today. If you've talked, if you heard me talking about COVID, I told you this a few months ago. It was a little too early for normal. And I said, talk to me in September. And here we are in late July and August. And those numbers are going up again. You don't have to be a genius. You just have to look at reality and follow the science. I don't hate to tell you. I, you know, there's some people say, Gee, I hate to say I told you so. I don't hate to say I told you so. I enjoy to say I told you so. Because I did tell you so. And, and no one listened. But anyway, uh, there is such a, uh, a, an acceptance of cell phones. And there's such an assumption that everyone has one. That now major important um, documents and uh, and 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 uh, and the ability to move around in society are predicated on having one. For instance, um, to to perhaps in the future to get on a plane, you may have to show either your proof of being vaccinated or, you know, your proof of a negative test. I know that right now in the, in, in the reality of today, for instance, um, in the short term, at the very least, to get into some concerts or to get into some public events uh, or to travel to some places around the world where COVID is still very present and a very serious danger with millions of people dying, even though we pretend here in the United States like it's not happening. It's happening everywhere else around us, folks. Um, but you need to have documentation about a COVID test within the last 72 hours or so, or once again, proof of your own vaccination, and it's all done through an app on your cell phone. Today, right now, if I wanted to go to a Chicago Cubs baseball game, and I believe a Chicago White Sox game, I could not go because I don't have a smartphone. They don't have paper tickets anymore. I don't think you could even buy paper tickets at the, at the stadium. I don't know if you can or not, but you certainly can't from online. So I can't even go to a Cub game anymore. And now, I mean, I like to go to concerts. Most concerts now are paperless. They are sending you the tickets via, you know, go to an app. The Bruce Springsteen concert on Broadway. Apparently, there, you know, there's you have to have the, the app to get the ticket. And then you have to have the app to, uh, you know, with your, with your COVID status. So that, that, you know, may only get, more serious and more prevalent as this COVID thing continues to linger. So I'm sitting there going, you know, I mean, if, you know, between concerts, which I like to go to and, and travel, getting on planes, which I do, uh, and other things, it's like, you know, 
I might just have to get one of these damn smartphones, which to me are way too big. They're, they're, what I love about my, my flip phone is I just put it in my pocket. I don't even know it's there sometimes. It's so nice. But those damn you know smartphones are big and they're bulky and you, you put them in your back pocket. I mean, you can't put them in your front pocket because you can't sit down. You can't bend your knee. You can't bend your knee. You know your your weight bend at the waist with the with the with a smartphone in it. You know, and I mean, at least if you're a woman, you have a purse. What, what, what do guys do with it? I don't know what guys do with it. Where do you put it? You put it in your back. Your, I guess you put it in your back pocket. I'm not a big back pocket guy. Even when I played baseball, I didn't put my batting glove in my back pocket. I never did. I never. I never liked it. But anyway, I think. But as the expectation is and the assumption is that everyone in the world has one. All of these, all of the, 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 it seems to me the future access to places, public places that I'm going to need to go to, at least in the short term and maybe in the long term, especially because of COVID, are going to be dependent on having a smartphone. So I, for the last uh, you know, two or three months when this COVID thing was going on and these test results are talking about you know, how you're going to get on a plane or how you're going to get into a concert and all this, I was like, you know, I told my wife, I said, you know, I think I'm actually going to have to break down and, and get you know, a smartphone just because my phone doesn't have the access to those, those things. And uh, so I was, it was in the back of my mind that I may need to do that. I might need to start to look to do that. Well, then, how ironic, when I, when I actually began to, to, to circle around that maybe it's time to stop to being the last holdout, even though, as I said now earlier, as I read this letter, I'm wondering if I could still, I might, be, I not, be able to, I might not be able to keep my, my phone, my, my, my current phone, cool pad phone but maybe there will be 5g capable flip phones and if that's the case then maybe i won't have to we'll see but you know uh, you know there are enough apps you know that you know i i mean once for instance i mean once again my wife you know don't forget my wife has a smartphone so i mean the household here is not completely smartphone free you know, if we're in the car, she gets GPS on there. We use the GPS. So, I mean, I'm using some of the smartphone capabilities when needed. She has them there. But I'm just telling you that I don't necessarily need all that. I don't play Candy Crush or whatever games you play. I don't, like I said, I don't text. I'm not, I don't take a million pictures of something. I still have a digital camera. I just went to a concert the other day, first time. I'll talk about that in a couple of weeks, but um, I brought a camera with me, a real camera, not, not a 35 millimeter, this nice little Canon, you know, small one, little digital camera, but I had a real camera. I don't even think people even have real cameras anymore. And the funny thing is, as great as these cameras are supposed to be on your smartphones, when my wife and I, uh, back in 2019, when we went... Um, was it 19? Yeah. Uh, when we went to uh, on a safari, our, pic- our photos were so much better than anyone's from their, from their phone. And even our pictures were better than some guy who had this 40-foot, 
you know, lens and, you know, 35 million. I mean, I would love to know how much all his camera equipment costs, and he had to lug it all around Africa. And we had this little pocket-sized camera that is so good that it took great pictures. Do you know why? Because it's a camera. It's a real camera. As much as the cell, as the smartphone cameras are certainly improving, it's still not a camera. A camera camera. In my day, we didn't have phones that were cameras. We had phones that were phones and cameras that were cameras, and we liked it. We loved it. We took pictures with cameras, and we talked on our phone, and we loved it. So I was thinking about getting a smartphone for the practical reason of having to be able to, you know, to get, a, get through life now. In a, on a daily basis because of the restrictions and perhaps the uh, the requirements due to COVID, at least for the short term. And and that was really the only reason, but it was a good enough reason because, as I said, we'd say, oh, yeah, well, you know, what you'll do is you'll go on your cell phone. And like I said, those of you with a smartphone, you don't even realize it because you hear that and you just go, oh, okay, yeah, I'll do that. But for those of us who don't have one, when I hear, you know, a, an app on your smartphone, <laughs> You know, I, I, I take a step back. That's ringing in my ears because they're like, okay, wait a minute. Uh, 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 I don't have that. What, what, what are my options? Are there any other alternatives? You just go, yeah, whatever. Okay, cool. It's an app. I'll just do that. Boop, 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 boop. Because you're part of the crowd. But those of us on the outside, when I hear just go on your, your smartphone and hit the blank, I go, wait a minute. What? What? what, what? Is there any other way to do it? <laughs> so... Because it's becoming so standard, so ubiquitous, look up that word if you don't know it, um, I decided in the back of my mind, at least, I might make the plunge and get into the smartphone world. But now, apparently, thanks to T-Mobile and their 5G network and their big upgrade to get all these 5Gs, um, you know, I'm going to have to do it. It's going from the back of my mind now to the front of my mind. And uh, I have to say that I'm I'm a little bittersweet about it. First of all, once again, as I said at the beginning of this conversation, someone else now made that decision for me, damn it. T-Mobile made this decision for me. I was happy to, I would have been happy to say, you know what, look what I did. On my own free will, I decided to break down and join the crowd and and, and admit to the fact that yes, the smartphone is certainly a worthy device that can make life easier. But I was doing it more out of necessity than out of pure want. But I was ready to, to make the plunge on my own. And I would have probably, and if it was on my own, I probably, when I was thinking about a couple months ago, by now I probably would have already had the cell phone. As I said to you before, I like to make decisions, and when it's time to make decisions, I make them fast. I mean, in terms of I don't lollygag. But I've been lollygagging on this now for a month because now I was told to do it. T-Mobile is telling me. Now, yes, I have until the end of the year, but you know what? I was thinking of doing it, and now I have to do it which, of course, makes me want to do it less, and I'm less enthusiastic now because I've been told to do it, 
But I will do it now, and I'll probably do it within you know the next couple of weeks because I don't want to wait till the very end, right? I mean, what's the difference? I would love to know how many of these letters they sent out. I bet you I'm the only one. I'm surprised it didn't. You know what? It it, it it does say "Dear James." It should say "Dear Jim" or "Dear Last Holdout." <laughs> so anyway, um, that's what's going to happen. Now I don't know. I'm so this was the decision. I've had to make a lot of difficult decisions in my life. Um, this is this. I'm putting this one right up there. You know, I have been uh, very slow to commit to the. I mean, let's think, let's let's just face it. It's twenty twenty one, right? The smartphone came out in twenty oh seven. So I think fourteen years is pretty good, <laughs> right? I mean, I, you have to give me credit for holding out for fourteen years. I think I made my point. I don't know what it is. And obviously, I didn't make my point because T-Mobile says 14's enough. Get with the program. So I'm going to have to get with the program. Here's my question. What is so great about this program that you're talking about? What's so great about 5G? Everybody with the 5G. First, it was 4G. And then quickly, it went from 4G to 5G. First of all, I don't even know what a G is. And I don't know why five G's are so much better than four. Isn't one G enough? I'll, I'll be happy with you. I got to tell you, I don't know if if my little cell phone, my little flip phone on my soon-to-be outdated Sprint network, I don't even know if I get a G. I might not even have one G. I might have a half a G. I might have an F, which I assume is before G, right? I don't know. All I know is whatever whatever power is behind my flip phone, my cool pad flip phone, whatever is powering it, it's even too much for me. It's too much. I, I don't even need whatever whatever A, B, C, D, G, F, and, and 1G or whatever Gs I have. I There's too many. I got too much G. I have the lowest amount of G, and the and it's it's too much G for me. I'm going to get this 5G thing, and I'm going to be using that phone at the same pace for the most part with the same utilization as I'm using my flip phone. At least I think so. Now, once again... With these greater capabilities, yes, I'm sure with time, I will begin to take advantage of the ease and of the access that it gives me. My good friend, Dean Richards from WGN Radio, constantly is one of those people that always gives me a hard time about not having a smartphone and he and but for a good reason like for instance he has a an app that finds parking spaces in parking garages for reduced rates so when 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 I go downtown to be with him on WGN radio every so often He'll actually make a point to say, where did you park? And I'll say, well, I parked in the building. And he said, well, how much are you going to pay? And I'm going to say, well, it's like $30. 
He says, I'm parking in the same building for nine. <laughs> so that's, I'm paying like almost three, you know, more than almost three times as much for parking because I don't have access to this app that he does. So, you know, I guess I probably will begin to expand my usage, expand my scope, and probably within a few months, in fact, I will see what life is in a 5G world and go, wow, you know what, why have I been so stubborn? Part of it has been out of just pure reality of how much I use it, and part of it has been just to be a little contrary, you know, to sort of pull out my little flip phone and have people look at it and go, wow, what the hell is that? I've kind of reveled in that. But I'm now just going to be one of the, just like you, another lemming with my 5G and all my apps. And I'll probably have way too many apps. But, you know, I was I was slow to come to the iPod as well. And I was slow to come to f- streaming services, but I have them. But once again, I don't have 500 streaming services. I'm like, okay, I, I you got to get Netflix and one or two more, but that's it. I don't have a million streaming services so i i i'm i'm not adverse to technology i used to work in the technology uh, sector but i also as i've said many times here i i like technology that is needed and not just because we can so once again i'm moving now potentially to a smartphone not only because t-mobile says i have to but i was thinking about it before because I because now uh, I need to. There are applications on the smartphone and the smartphone only that are the only way to do some important things in the daily lifestyle of getting on a plane or getting into an, an event of some kind. It will only be through your smartphone. So here I go. When I do uh, take the dive, I will certainly let you know. I'm not going to just throw away my phone. And I am hopefully going to see if there's a way that I could potentially get a smartphone that supports, I mean, a, a flip phone that supports this 5G network. And if that's the case, then guess what? Then guess what? I'm going to get a flip phone. I'm going to get a 5G flip phone and I'm going to hit the 15-year barrier. And if I can get my my apps and all that stuff on that flip phone, then I'm going to have a my good old flip phone. I'm not going to go. But I, you know, I, I don't think I'm going to be able to. I think, yes, you know, cooler heads prevail. Why am I fighting this? I put up a 14-year fight. It's probably time. But I hate to... Uh, I hate to give it up. It's so convenient. It 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 fills fulfills my needs and more. I don't need all these G's. Um, it's small. It's handy. It does the job. And it might be old school, but as I've said many times here, sometimes the best school is the old school. But uh, yeah, it's it's very bittersweet for me to be have to give this up. As I told you, when I when I broke the uh, the other cell phone broke a few years ago, when I went to the <laughs> when I went to the Sprint store, I called them up and I said, "Do you have any flip phones?" And and the woman said, um, "Well, let me see. I don't even know. You know, she's yeah, I got one." 
she, you know, she had to dust it off. It was all the way in the back, probably, you know. And uh, I said, well, can you put that? Here's, this is like, this is, this is like the disconnect. I'm so far out of it. I'm, I said, I said, well, geez, I said, you know what? I'll be there uh, in a, in, I'm right, it's not far from me, it's five minutes away from my house. So I said, um, well, uh, uh, I'll be right there, but can you put it on hold for me? Because <laughs> I said, well, geez, you only have one left. So, uh, you know, wow, I, I, I'm, I'm going to get lucky here. So uh, can you put it on hold for me? And I mean, over the phone, I, I could see her eyes rolling. I could hear the disgust and hatred in her voice like, oh, my God, what a loser I'm talking to right now. And she just basically said, yeah, I don't think we're going to have a big rush on that. <laughs> And sure enough, I walked in there, and it was a young woman in her, you know, early twenties. And I asked, I tell you know, I called early for the for the for the smartphone or for the flip phone, and she had to call her manager, and there was a lot of discussion. And then she finally, you know, updated it all, and she gave it to me, and I bought it. But I could tell that there was snickering going on, and I'm sure when I walked out of that store, they're like, "Wow, I thought that guy was going to be a hell of a lot older. I thought he was going to be like twenty years older. Why is why is this guy who's relatively young still to, to a certain extent?" Why is he playing around with a flip phone? You know, I mean, I'm, I'm in like that jitterbug world on TV, you know, with those with the, the phone for the older people. Uh, you know, so she probably, when I walked in, she's probably like, whoa, you're the guy? I thought you'd be 75. <laughs> I thought you'd be 85. Nope, nope, just old school in the head. You know, everybody wants to be young at heart. I'm old at heart. <laughs> if you are among the very old at heart. <laughs> so thanks to COVID for all these tests and all these uh, restrictions and all these vaccination reports. Thanks to COVID. Thanks to 5G and all these G's that are flying around in the air that we don't even see, these wireless G's. And finally, thanks to T-Mobile for this letter with all the bold-faced sentences in it, especially the one that says, You'll need to upgrade your device no later than the end of 2021 to continue getting service. I guess it will have to be a smartphone for me. And so ends another episode of Elton Jim's Captain Podtastic. Don't forget, every Monday, a new episode is posted at WGNRadio.com or wherever you go to find your favorite podcast. We are there. And don't forget to send your friends or family a message or a link and tell them that your favorite podcast is Elton Jim's Captain Podtastic, and it should be theirs, too. Your loyalty and devotion is much appreciated. Hope you enjoyed episode number 270. I'm Jim Toronto. I ain't here on business. I'm only here for fun. You've been listening to Elton Jim's Captain Podtastic from the end of the web to your screen. And I still have my flip phone, but not maybe for too much longer. <laughs>